0: Good morning, it's Sunday, February the 28th, and I'm looking out at snow melting and a gray, damp day, so I guess that means that it's almost spring. Uh, I hope you're doing well, and hope you're finding ways to be safe and also to be Satisfied with your life and content with what you have. I wanted to sit with you today and first read a few pages from Ashin Tejaniya, who I've been reading from since I've gotten back into his teachings. He's a very fine teacher. Let's start with this. It's Sunday morning. We're moving into March. So this chapter is called Dhamma Investigation in Practice. That's in our in our practice. So I'll just read a little bit and then we'll sit together, okay? And just let it let it stew. And this can be a kind of, uh, you can use the meditation today as kind of a, um, uh, kind of a contemplation of anything that strikes your fancy from what I read. Ashintejaniya often refers to Dhamma investigation or investigation of phenomena in his discussions. And it's that the Pali is Dhamma Vichaya dhamma is the second factor out of the seven factors of enlightenment and is a kind of wisdom that we use while practicing. Of the seven factors, the first three factors are causes, factors that we can input or work on. The last four factors are effects. We can't create or make them happy. Those are the, what we sometimes call the calming factors, the calming effects of the work that we do. The following excerpt of a Dhamma discussion illustrates Ashim Tejaniya's Dhamma Uichaya, that's investigation in practice. The pendulum. I was sitting in meditation and listening to Sayadawji, the late Shwe Umin Sayadaw, giving a Dhamma discourse nearby. This is in Myanmar. Suddenly, I saw this very calm mind change in intensity. The mind that had been quite calm before was now agitated. How did this happen? How did this anger come about suddenly when the mind was so peaceful just minutes ago? The mind was now interested in knowing, so it backed, up a, a, it backed up a bit and began to ask questions. What is happening inside? This interest to know and right thinking changed the path of the mind from anger towards Dhamma. I love that sentence. The interest to know and right thinking changed the path of the mind from anger towards Dhamma. Without this right thinking, the mind would have continued along the path of anger and aversion, still believing anger was an appropriate response for the situation. Did I cut off the anger through other means? No. The mind was interested to know the truth, And because of that it just lightly and gently watched the anger running its own course. The anger was happening on its own. What was happening in the mind? It was listening to sounds from two different sides. There was Sayadoji's voice on one side and people talking on the other side. I was aware of the different objects in the mind going back and forth between the two. The mind wasn't focused only on one thing. It knew a lot of things simultaneously and saw where the attention was going as well. I then saw this aversion. On the one side, I wanted to hear Sayadaw-ji, but couldn't hear him well. I also saw the mind talking about the situation and looking for trouble. How can these people come and talk around here when they've come here for the Dhamma? Feelings came up as much as this mind continued to talk. The observing mind saw everything that was going on in the mind. Can you see how expansive the field of view was at this point? After it saw, after it saw the mind going back and forth, between these two sides a couple of times, it saw the dissatisfaction. It was because the mind couldn't get what it wanted, which was to hear Sayadaji's discourse. There was this realization at that moment, and in that moment, the mind did not favor one object or another, but just remained in the middle. It saw the suffering and just died down. I could just take sound as sound. What did I realize at that moment? The mind had taken over one kind of sound, the sounds of Sayadaji's discourse as good, favorable sounds, whereas the sounds of other people talking were heard as bad, unwanted sounds. No one can block this from happening. So what happens if it's 45 degrees? What about 90 degrees? What if it's 180 degrees? I had realized previously that even before anger arose that the mind would start talking if it liked something. But because of this previous realization and clear understanding, the mind was already reminding itself of this situation. That's how you need to meditate, with interest and inquiry every time defilements arise. When you are ready, the lesson will come and you will understand fully. What you want is this understanding and the development of jnana. When I had really good continuous awareness, I would be fully aware of the object. I used to watch feelings until they calmed or died down. Of course, the mind would calm down eventually. Why? The mind can effectively calm down if it looks directly at something without being able to think about anything else. But no wisdom or understanding arose. And then there's more, he goes on to talk about the seven factors of enlightenment. So... The role of awareness is just gathering data. In the incident, there was a wish to know. Awareness played the role of knowing everything that was happening. It knew the mind going back and forth the feelings, and what was happening. The answer will come when the data set is complete. It can't arise when there is still missing data. However, you do raise the level of interest and curiosity in the mind by posing some questions. The solution will eventually come to you when you have enough data for the problem at hand. When mindfulness is not there in full, it only knows gross-level objects. Right now, you may have awareness and stability of mind, but you also need to go from grosser superficial levels to more subtle levels. This is what it means for conditions to be complete. And I'll stop there because I'm sure this leaves you with some questions, so uh, I really like that he talks about looking at uh, tr- realizing that some things are at a superficial level in our awareness, and to have all of the awareness that we want, we want it to get down even deeper than that super superficial level. So, let's sit together, and let me check... Time. I can't see from here, but I think I can estimate it in my mind. And let's sit and practice with this mindfulness of uh, asking questions. If we see something arise like anger or irritation or frustration or wanting something to come faster for us, Just be with that and ask those questions. Be aware of what's going on in the body and where that frustration or that uh, aversion might be coming from. So let your body know that it's time to sit for a bit. The body will welcome it. The mind will welcome it. But at first, there's a lot of resistance. So we feel that lifting up of our spine even if we're on the floor whether we're walking or sitting so we feel our body rising to that like a more regal stance which actually allows the body to, to uh, work better but it lets our body also know okay now we're we're going we're going to be practicing and It's a good thing. We don't have to be finding reasons not to do it. And the body begins to welcome it. Just be aware of the body breathing. If you can, just close your eyes. if you're sitting, let your hands rest, maybe with one palm open on top of the other open palm, or your palms can face down and rest on your upper legs. If you're lying down, they can be at your side, your sides. Now first, allow allow yourself to scan through the body. Just being aware of any areas of tension. If everything's all here, just relax as you move through the body especially when you see an area with tension. So that can manifest as pain or uh, tightness. We, usually, we often have a lot in our head. So just let your lower jaw just relax down a little bit from your upper jaw. Be aware if your head feels balanced on top of your spine. And just move through your body. Notice how your hips and your pelvic area. If that's comfortable, and if your posture, your seating posture, is allowing that uh, to be comfortable. Use a cushion or something to support your back if you need to. and just be aware of the body breathing. Now, as you sit with yourself, you may see those questions arise. You may feel something that's distracted you, have a thought about it, or have some aversion to the distraction. Be aware of that. And if you can just focus your awareness on that aversion, whether it's angry or frustration. Maybe it's boredom, sleepiness. Whatever that might be arising for you, formulate the question. Just be aware of the question. practicing this investigation it's not that we're practicing fixing something that's unpleasant or uncomfortable or fixing the outside world to eliminate something that uh, feels uncomfortable for us we are just looking at it and it may be something we have to look at over and over until we get below the surface. So you can practice with whatever just seems to be arising This doesn't have to be a major life issue. It may just be, why are you restless? keep coming back to your breath that just helps us from becoming totally distracted and forgetting where we are if you if you're still focused on a question or you're trying to become aware of a question or aware of a feeling. But that's fine if you're you're working on looking at that quality a little more closely and can stay with it, that's great. Come back to your breath. Just be aware of the experience you're having. You can just stay with your breath. Or if if you have a question and you're looking at that and focused on it, What's arising, what kind of feedback you're getting? Be with that. Or just come back to the beautiful breath, and let that be your anchor. Now before we end, let's practice some metta. And we'll just do a very simple metta practice. So, just you can say these words to yourself anytime. This is the practice we can uh, actually be doing metta practice when we're doing other things, even driving a car. May I be well, may I be happy, may I be happy, may I be safe, may I be happy, may I be happy. May all of my loved ones be happy and may they be safe. May my loved ones be happy. May my loved ones be happy and safe. May everyone I have ever known and acquaintances and friends, everyone, may all of these humans and all of the animals I've known be happy, be happy and be safe. May all of the difficult people that I've had through my life. Some may have become teachers, helped me with a certain Dhamma. Others may just be difficult people. May all of these beings be happy, and may they be safe. And may all living beings, now we can just radiate out to infinity. And when we do this, this is a time, if you haven't already, with those close to you, you can think about all of the people all of the living beings who are suffering right now. Maybe they're sick or hungry or have no clean water to drink or clean themselves with. May all beings suffering Find an end to suffering. And may all beings find true happiness and be safe. And just keep sending these thoughts out. These are a form of energy. Just going out infinitely, infinitively, infinitely. is radiating out in a boundless, boundless way. There are no limits to loving kindness. If you're holding sadness and grief, Just hold it gently and carefully and be able to be with that and don't let it overwhelm you. But hold it gently. You may need to be holding it for other people who can't handle it. And send, send these thoughts of loving kindness to yourself as you do this. just be there just be present your presence is is what's very important it's not an easy time so be grateful if you are if you have if you feel safe and your loved ones feel safe and the people you know feel safe and if you are suffering along with people who are sick and who are frightened, try to hold them and be careful for yourself. Don't get, don't get lost in the grief and in the sadness. The nature of this world is that everything is constantly changing and shifting, and that's, that, is, that is what we're learning to work with, with our practice. So may everything we do and say and think be done not only for our benefit, but for the benefit of all others. Thank you so much. Thanks for being here with me. I'll see you Tuesday and we'll be into March. Thanks everyone.